0: Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to be challenged? Are you ready to challenge the status quo? To challenge yourself to be better than yesterday, then step into the challenger with your host, Kimberly Matthews. is your host Kimberly Matthews and welcome to the challenger well we have entered the last month of the year this is December so really it's an opportunity just to review the year And if you haven't done something, you may want to try to go ahead and get it done. We're actually going to do a show, probably the last week of December, a year in review. And this gives you an opportunity just to evaluate yourself over all the challenges that we've done. And just to prepare yourself to challenge again in the new year. So this is December and we have come into the countdown the countdown is on well we want to go ahead and get started with our topic for today which is seven cultural influences did you know that there were seven cultural influences do you even know what I'm talking about well if you don't this is a good place to start because I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about so you know how in the show's past we spend a lot of time talking about purpose and wealth. Well, really, that is the vein that I'm always in talking about purpose and wealth. So really, this show is designed to help those of you that are interested in discovering your purpose, help you narrow the field to find what you are most interested in, or what you are, what area you are can be most effective or most impactful in. So, the seven cultural influences of any society or any nation are education, family, government, economy, media, arts and entertainment, and Religion. So these are the areas that can influence the direction a uh, society or nation goes in terms of their moral or cultural direction. So if you have certain influential people that are on these particular We'll call them mountains. Some people also call them the seven mountains of influence. So if you have um, a culture that is more, like, say, negative or people that are ruling in these particular areas and they are more negative or more violent or whatever the case may be, then they will have influence in the direction that we go as a culture as a society so that's why it's so important that we have people in these areas that are moving in the direction that we want to go. But that really is a whole other subject so we won't get into that too much. Our, Our focus today is just really giving you an opportunity to narrow the field to determine what your purpose is. So as I always say, purpose, knowing what your purpose is, is so vital to getting to that place of wealth. And again, wealth is so much more than any material things. Wealth deals with peace, it it deals with fulfillment, it deals with joy, it's both being able to obtain both tangible and intangible things. So if you want to know more about that, check out some of my previous podcasts where we dealing with purpose. We did we talked about the purpose and provision connection. Check that one out if you want to know more. So let's get into these seven cultural influences. The first one I mentioned was education. Now, this is important, and I could spend a whole lot of time talking about this one because most of our schools, our public schools anyway, cater to left-brain thinkers. Left-brain thinkers tend to be very analytical, logical thinkers. They put they put everything in, in order. Left-brain thinkers are typically good in math or science or things that are very concrete, measurable. And that's how our most of our public schools teach. And so studies show that as children, most of us are right brain thinkers. Right brain thinkers tend to be very creative. They like pictures. They ask a lot of questions. They learn by touching and feeling. And you can see that in most babies. They want to touch everything. They want to put everything in their mouth. And so everything is a very sensory related. And that's just a very, very generalistic, definition of right brain thinkers but they do they tend to be much more creative studies also show that a lot of women tend to be dominant right brain thinkers and generally speaking men males tend to be more left brain thinkers but as we trickle through the grade school our schools tend to teach us left brain, so of course we become more left brain thinkers. Even they, even though that may be, not be our natural way of thinking, it's sort of like they shut our right brain down and like yeah you got to learn you know left brain well for those children who are really dominant right brain thinkers this may be difficult for them and and I always want to know because I read lots of books where you they talk about right brain left brain things so this isn't something that isn't known so I'm just wondering why if we know this we know that people learn differently we know we have some more critical thinkers we know that we have more social learners or visual learners or they've defined all these different type of learners so I'm just wondering if we know this then why don't we have teachers that teach a certain way like say I'm talking about fourth grade so say you don't have a teacher that teaches more of a right brain style or teachers that teach you know the typical left brain style teachers that maybe teach in a social learning style i'm just wondering why you don't have maybe two or three teachers depending on how many teachers you need in a grade why don't you have teachers that specialize in this way of teaching do an assessment of the kids maybe when they're come into kindergarten you do an assessment and then you see which way these kids learn and put them in that teacher's class i mean this doesn't seem hard so i'm just wondering why if we know this then why why we haven't made this adjustment in our public schools so these are the kinds of things that we need to make adjustments in this and this uh, influencer of education. And so if you agree with me, or even if you don't agree with me, but we all recognize that there needs to be some reform in terms of teaching in in our public schools, if you feel that way, then maybe this mountain of education is something that you can make an impact in instead of maybe being in some other field that you're not happy in or feeling like you're not being fulfilled in. So that's the education mountain. The second one is family. Family is such a big deal and we're seeing a lot of erosion in our families. We're seeing a lot of single parent families and I'm not of course I'm not saying that this doesn't work cuz a lot of people were raised with sing, as single parents. I know my my family, both my parents were raised by single parents. So it it obviously it can work. But it could be so much better even if the the um, mother-father relationship doesn't work as long as both of these parents are present in the child's life then it could still do well but we have a lot of fathers that aren't there that are absent whether they're just just checked out or whether they're incarcerated or dead we just have a lot of um, situations where one of the parents typically the father aren't involved and so that leaves a lot of wounds in in the children there's something uh, research going around called about the father wound where just a lot of kids are damaged because the father's role hasn't been filled or properly played out in their lives and that all has to do with family Even if you do have a two-parent home, you know, technology is kind of ruining, having its role in, in eroding the family in that a lot of families they don't eat together they don't we don't sit around the table and eat dinner together or if we do the tv's on or you know even if we're watching in the same room together everybody's on some type of device where there the communication isn't there so parents don't know what's going on with the kids and so all of these things have are playing a part in the erosion of the family, so if you recognize that as well, and you're like, Hey, yeah, we don't have to go all the way back to the 50s and things like that, but you don't have to throw the baby out with the bath water. There are some things that happened in you know that are old school but were very valuable, sitting around the table, eating together that's a valuable thing, so that we can. Get some idea of what's going on with each other. Maybe some of the suicides that are happening with our kids wouldn't have happened if we had taken the time to find out what's going on. Kids feeling lonely, kids feeling like they don't have anybody to talk to, parents busy, or, you know, they feel like as long as they're providing and they're doing their job, and, and that's just not the case. So family is another one. We also have the government, oh my goodness, I've spent so much time talking about government where we have a lot of corruption going on. We have people in office that are, they really don't seem to be fit for leadership. So we need some new ideas, some better ideas going on. So I won't, I won't get on my soapbox about that. I'll just keep it moving. But government, economy is one. If you feel like there could be better solutions, better ways of taking care of everyone, giving every making sure that everyone has an opportunity to succeed, to, to do well, maybe that's your area of influence where you can make impact. Another one is media. In media, I'm talking about news outlets, social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, all the different ones, Instagram, Snapchat, all all those media outlets out there, print, media, all of these that give us, some information about what's taking place in our local, national, and even global news. That That's all media. And you're hearing just a lot, you know, the term fake news is becoming popular. Where, but there are still a lot of magazines, um, a lot of news outlets that still are in the business of printing the truth where you don't have the bias where they are just telling us news based on whatever their political agenda is. And so we have to get back to having news that is truly news and not trying to get us to believe something. Just tell us the news and allow us to form our own opinion about it. So media is out there. And then you also have arts and entertainment. Arts and entertainment deal with uh, television, television shows, music, uh, the kind of movies that are out there. It deals with the sports, all those things that entertain us. That's arts and entertainment, and so if you feel like you can make some impact in there, if you feel like, oh yeah, I can get a, I wanna, I wanna be effective in in that place, in, in terms of our culture and our society, then maybe that's for you. And then the last one is, uh, religion, making sure that people's particular beliefs don't get squashed. Of course, we all have certain beliefs or our faith may feel like, yeah, this is the right way or that one is another one is the the right way. And so even even though we may differ in terms of our beliefs, we don't want to not allow people to express their faith the way they want. So we still want to maintain that uh, religious uh, liberty and then just being able to allow people to express their faith in whatever way that they choose without hindering someone else. For instance, if I'm of a Christian faith, then my voice shouldn't be quieted because... This other faith is becoming more popular. so we have to find a way where we can truly have liberty in all of the faith until we come to a place where we, uh, we just we just have to all be in a place where we have the the freedom to choose what it is that we believe. So those are the seven cultural influences and so i just want to provide you all with some questions where you can do an assessment as you continue on your in your process of discovering your purpose so if you like you can write these down or download this podcast so you can come back and listen to it whenever you like but the first one is what do i enjoy doing most The second is what comes easy for me. And this is, this is, sometimes this one can be difficult because we don't realize this is a gift or this is a talent because it's come so easy for us. And we feel like because it's come so easy or so simple, we don't we don't really think of it as something extraordinary or something big because we just know that we can do it. And so sometimes we just assume that it's easy for everyone. But that's not the case. What's easy for us, like if you can just draw a picture with ease, that's not everybody can't do that. So what comes easy for you? And and if you can't think of anything that uh, you feel is exceptional, ask other people what they think you do well another question is what am I most passionate about what do you enjoy doing like what could you do and you just get lost in it like you just lose all track of time because you just get so involved in this that is what you're passionate about or what can you do where you don't even like It's cool if you get paid, but if you don't get paid, you will still do it anyway because you are passionate about it. And passionate is key because if you're trying to do something, you can be assured that you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have people that try to come against you. You're just going to have just hard times and that passion is what's going to allow you to endure, keep going through the hard times. The fourth question is, what can you see yourself doing? Not what you can afford to do, but if money, the kids, all those challenges weren't an issue, what could you see yourself doing? And then, which of these seven cultural influences that I mentioned. Which of them are you most interested in or you are already currently in? And then what are your strengths and weaknesses? And then finally, what are your gifts? What are you gifted in? What are you talented in? So go through those seven questions, write the answers down, and then take these the information that i've given you about these seven cultural influences and begin to write journal what you what area you think you can be most effective in or even what area you might already be influential in to make these changes we talked about in another podcast i can't remember the number of it Uh, I'll have to put that in the comment section. But we talked about making change in, in ourselves individually. And as we make those changes individually, like if I make the change and then you make the change and then she and then he, and together we can make this change and we can begin to be the change that we want to be. And that's how these influential areas can move, we each have to make these individual changes and we each have to be willing to go into these areas and and make change and then that's how we can begin to influence our, our culture and our society in the way towards improvement and betterment because obviously what we have right now is not working. So the challenge, as always, I always have a challenge for you all, and that challenge is to be able to decide, define what area, which of these seven cultural influencers are you a part of, and some of you may be a part of more than one. Which one or more are you a part of? That's the challenge. So leave your comments, post your comments, and always if you have any suggestions for topics, especially coming up in this new year, please let me know and I will do my best to tackle one of them. But thank you all so much for joining me in the Challenger. I hope you all enjoyed this one. I hope this one was informative. Grace and peace to you all and see you all next week. Challenge yourself to be better and to do better. Thank you for joining us and tune in next time for The Challenger.